Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 127, Phone Book. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number 23 from Chris Pearson. The message is 27 seconds long and comes from the fall of 1989. Here we go. Hello, Paul. This is Chris. Um, I know it's been too long since I called you because I had to look up your number in my phone book, which is probably the first time since I've learned it that I had to do that, but I didn't have it written down because I assume I know it by heart, so I got us some information. Anyway, I'm doing kind of bad. Well, this is like part two of the other message, right? Remember that? Remember the message we talked about before? I'm doing bad. Well, actually, things are pretty good. Yeah, except in this case, uh, it cuts off. Maybe you say, I'm feeling good after it. Or maybe maybe I'm really doing bad. <laughs> maybe I'm not doing so great. Um, was, was I playing some of your music in the beginning? Yeah, you were playing it in the background, maybe because you got the idea of calling me or something. Yeah, maybe. This is interesting because it's bringing up something that I've been thinking about recently. I still remember the number of my where I lived as a kid, 628-8273. But I'm embarrassed to say I don't know my son's cell phone number because once I bought him the phone, I put it straight into my my own phone and I just push speed dial and I get him. Like I've got no idea what it is. And I, I'm so embarrassed sometimes. The other day someone asked said, Oh, what's Charlie's number? And I sound like the worst dad in the world because I'm like, I don't know. I also I was telling my son about this too the other day. I always, when I was younger, had like a little book of phone numbers. Like I remember as a kid growing up on happy days, Fonzie had his little black book. And those were all the, his chicks, all of his, his girlfriends were this little black book. I had a red one. You must have not had me written down in, in any book or anything because you said you had to. I said I had, I had to look you up from information, right? Back in the 80s, if you want to find someone, you would pick up a, your phone, or you'd go to a pay phone and you'd, you'd dial 411 and an actual person would speak to you. And who do you want to talk to? Paul Foch? Where's where does he live? I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's somewhere in Hyde Park. Well, let me see. At one point, it seemed like everyone had unlisted phone numbers for many people, like someone like my dad who wouldn't care, my grandfather. They were always in the phone book. You look it up. I always had my name listed because I wanted people to find me. I, I don't remember why exactly, but at one point, I preferred to be unlisted. So, so you started your own business when you moved out to New York in 1990, did you ever list in the phone book? No, it seems so like uh, of a certain time. I remember spending $500 to make my own business cards and stationery. And it's still sitting there after all these years, it's still sitting around in my office. Um, most of it unused. I still have like 500 envelopes that I made with my Brooklyn address and it's still sitting around there and I, I cross it out and I just mail whenever I've got to mail a check, which is rarely, I, I still use these things, but it just seemed like, Oh, you've got to have a business card, right? Oh, so it's funny. I, I made two cards there. I, at one point I had in my head that the most interesting cards 
didn't say what a person did. It just had your name on it. It was, you know, first I made a card, Chris Pearson, decorative painter. And I'm like, this is just so lame. And this looks like every putz out there who's going to like rag roll walls and like paint some, you know, some clouds in your ceiling. I didn't like that. So the, the card that I spent all the money making, I went out to this Jewish cemetery out in Ocean Parkway and I did some grave rubbings. You see the, these um, Jewish graves. I think they're sort of Masonic where you see these dudes with their hands on it. It just sort of like a, I don't know how I came across it, but they have a symbol of two hands. So I did a grave rubbing of that. And that was my symbol on the card. It was just the hands and my name on it. Um, but I didn't have my own business name. So there was no reason to have it listed like that. The earliest city directories can be traced back to 16th century London, and they could be found in large and small towns throughout the United States in the 19th and early 20th centuries. These directories listed addresses for heads of households, businesses, and information about local government. In 1878, the first phone directory was printed in New Haven, Connecticut. But it simply listed telephone subscribers, which at that time numbered only 50. Phone numbers emerged a year later, and the automatic switchboard allowed direct dialing in 1891. Still, in the early 20th century, many people relied on operators to call, at first dialing zero and then 411, which was introduced to eastern states in the 1930s. In the early 1970s, phone companies began limiting free directory assistance calls to prevent what a 1976 article in the Chicago Tribune labeled loonies that is, pranksters, or callers asking for information on something other than a phone number, like how to bake a cake. In 1988, Illinois Bell ended all free directory assistance from home phones. Each 411 call would now cost 30 cents, which encouraged people to use the phone book. Of course, it could take some time from the date one first received a phone number to the moment it appeared in print, and numbers could be obsolete by the time they were published. I found a listing for me with my Hyde Park address and phone number in a 1993 Chicago directory, but I left Hyde Park in 1990. In the 2000s, as internet access became common, phone directories became outmoded. In 2010, phone companies across the country stopped publishing white pages. And in 2017, most stopped publishing the yellow pages as well. 2017 was also the year the majority of U.S. residents no longer had a landline. Another reason to end phone books, since cell phone companies do not maintain directories. I still have my little address book from the 1980s. Its battered vinyl cover 
is held together by duct tape, and each page is a palimpsest with many numbers erased or crossed out. These pages provide a rough map of where friends have moved over the years. They also record faded friendships. Many names evoke anecdotes. Others have no associations at all. But no doubt each name contains a story thread, just as each answering machine message releases audio fibers to be spun. If you would like to help spin this podcast wheel, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Chris for his role. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.